Today's show is brought to you by Aptiv. Aptiv is a fabulous app and robust online community that allows you access to top-notch, motivating personal trainers who guide you through an audio-based workout that's timed to your choosing with really fun, perfectly synchronized music. So whether you want to squeeze in a quick stair climber workout just before work, or maybe launch an entire 5K interactive training guide, Aptiv has got you covered. And it's really not just another fitness app, you guys. I was blown away by the options, how they're constantly adding new trainers and the fun workout experience. Like Netflix for fitness, Aptiv gives members unlimited access to their entire bank of high-end trainer-led workout classes. So if you're looking for fresh, high-quality, on-the-go, motivating workouts that adapt to your lifestyle, I highly recommend Aptiv. And because they're just the best, Aptiv is even offering Fed and Fit listeners, that's you guys, a free 30-day trial. So when you sign up for a monthly subscription at www.aaptiv.com, be sure to enter the promo code FEDANDFIT, one word, at checkout and your first 30 days are on the house. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. Today, I am so excited to bring you another reverse interview. And if you're a new listener here, I will briefly describe what I mean by that because it's probably a new concept. So reverse interview, this concept is an idea that came to me when I was emailing with some really wonderful folks uh, who had some great questions. And instead of, of course, I I always make it a point to answer all the questions because there's nothing worse than having your question go unanswered. And um, when folks would ask really good questions that I thought more people could benefit from, maybe the conversation or the answers, it dawned on me that maybe I should invite them to come on to a Skype call and <laughs> we'll record the conversation. And if if everything turns out well, could possibly publish it as a podcast episode. And it kind of is the idea that I'm inviting a Fed and Fit reader slash listener to come on the show and interview me with whatever pressing questions that they have with the hopes that it that it resonates with more than just them. And if it doesn't, then that's awesome. I'm happy to have helped one person. <laughs> so that is the concept. Today, I'm joined by the lovely Nina. Welcome to the show, Nina. Hi, thank you for having me, Cassie. Oh, thanks for coming on. I'll tell you guys briefly about Nina. And then the way that these shows work is that I will pass the microphone, not not actually, because Nina and I are not in the same room, but I will give her the baton and give her the floor, really, to uh, ask whatever questions she's got, and she's got me for the next 30-ish minutes. Maybe less, maybe a little bit more, who knows at this <laughs> point. Um, so just to tell you briefly, she lives in San Marcos, Texas, which is amazing because we're practically neighbors. I'm in San Antonio, Texas, so we're just about 45 minutes from each other. And she is a lab tech there. That's one of her primary things that she does in town. And she also coaches the Gold Fit classes. Welcome to the show, Nina. Hi, everybody. (laughs) This is (laughs) awesome. So exciting. Okay, so you wrote in with some really great questions, and I would love to hear what they are. And if you've had time to dream up even more, then you feel free to ask those as well. Awesome. So yeah, um, I 
uh, just started pursuing nutrition and fitness a few years ago. And, you know, I just love what paleo and just healthy eating did for my body. And I just became so passionate about it that I wanted to pursue more dreams that I have um, more than what I'm already doing now. And one of them was to possibly get into nutrition consulting. And I know that's what you do. Um, similarly, I know you graduated from A&M with a science degree, which I also did. Um, I wanted to know how you decided um, to transition between science, not so much in nutrition, but pursuing that as a you know, career field. Great question. Well, first, I'm just, I, we just have to scratch my curiosity. Uh, when did you graduate from A&M? Well, not A&M. I meant I also graduated with a oh, science. Oh, with science. Degree. Got it. Okay, man. Yes. I was going to whoop all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went to Texas State and I've just stayed in San Marcos. Got it. Awesome. Texas State is a wonderful school for folks who aren't familiar with the area. Got it. That's really cool. And what did you get your degree in? In chemistry. In chemistry. Ooh, you super smarty pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool. Um, yeah, so I, I did. I got my a Bachelor of Science, specifically in entomology, um, which probably a lot of folks here have heard and it might shock a lot of other folks, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is just the study of bugs. And I said it a few times, but it was really just something really fun to study while I was pursuing pre-medical prerequisites. Um, so... Let's see, your question, how did I decide to transition from that science background to more specifically nutrition? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say, it's a good, great question. I would say that that um, curiosity in the field of nutrition really was sparked. After I graduated from Texas A&M, I went and worked for a physician so I could kind of get more hands-on experience, sort of like an internship. Um where I could see what it would be like in a medical do medical office, you know, if I because she was practicing the kind of medicine that I thought I wanted to do. So I kind of wanted to get an idea of what that actually looked like before I just jumped in to medical school, you know, and another eight plus years um, of schooling. So I wanted to work with somebody who and experience what they were doing so I could really, really be sure that that's what I wanted to do. And in that, I also got experience um, because of this particular position in some healthcare administration and then also in some public health type roles because um, those were the three different uh, career paths that I had entertained at that point in time. And in working for this doctor, I quickly realized that my passion for the medical field was real and it was true, but... What I admired most about her practice was the emphasis she put on educating her patients on nutrition. And, um, you know, now in hindsight, she and I might have different viewpoints on nutrition and, you know, maybe the different things that we would have uh, counseled different folks. Um, but it was really fascinating and it just, it was a light bulb that went off in my head you know, I don't think, it's not necessarily that I want to heal sick people all the time. What I really wanted to do at that point was help keep people from ever having to go to the doctor. You know, that was my very uh, bright, shiny, idealistic viewpoint on the profession. And not to say that, that it's, it's, it's just not that cut and dry, but that's really where the motivation came from was if people are being coached on these lifestyle habits from the beginning, who knows what they could prevent? 
mm-hmm. you know, and preventative medicine became something I was very interested in. And so that's how I originally decided professionally that maybe that would be a good route to go. Um, and it was kind of, it was a surprise because I thought I was headed to technical school. I thought I was going to either go get my master's um, or my MD in something that was very technical. Um, and instead, after I finished working for her and I concluded my internship, I went and I started a blog because I wasn't quite sure how what I wanted to do next. I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to go become a registered dietitian or or what was what was next for me. Um, I just knew I wanted to start on some kind of a path, and so that was that was really it. And then simultaneously, I was also looking having some introspective work done on myself and figuring out my own path and changing things, um, healing myself and starting myself on my own kind of healthier lifestyle and building some lessons learned um, in that way. Awesome. Well, besides her, would you say that anyone else inspired you? Um, Any bloggers that you started following within that time to kind of help you narrow down what you wanted to do specifically? Um, as far as becoming a consultant or a registered dietitian? Oh, this is not going to be a very helpful answer, Nina. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Um, You know, back when I started, this was over nine years ago. Um, And back then, I, I don't, paleo wasn't necessarily mainstream then. Okay. Now now there are wonderful people out there who are doing all sorts of things and you can find all kinds of um dietitians, nutrition consultants and uh nutrition therapy practitioners, all different trades who are doing all sorts of different businesses um and you can really get a good idea of all the possibilities out there. Back then I would say what inspired me, I man, I think it was a I, th- I think I was interviewed on a separate podcast and we actually talked about something similar to this. Mm-hmm. It was kind of me and the computer. I mean, as far as getting ideas on how to eat, I dug into PubMed mm-hmm. and, you know, and just, I'm, I was I'm kind of a data geek and, and I love that background and I leaned mm-hmm. on it a lot, but I did a lot of research on how I should be eating instead of a lo- digging into a lot of blogs because I really wasn't sure what to call it then. Right. Aside from anti-inflammatory. So it was hard for me to find professionals who were doing what I wanted to do. So it's hard to say. The only uh, name that comes to mind back then was, um, I don't even think she blogs anymore. It was Jen's Gone Paleo. Did you ever come across that blog? No, I haven't. Oh, it was, she made these seed crackers that I still love and I adapted (laughs) like many times over. Um, that was the first paleo type recipe blog that I found. And I honestly found it accidentally because she was just using ingredients that I was like, oh, these match the way that I've decided I want to start eating. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that was about it. I was, Rob Wolf was out of course in his book, the paleo solution, which I didn't read for a while, but, um, I kind of, I kind of saw what he was doing from the sidelines, man, it really, that's really not a helpful answer. Is it? I just, <laughs> I just started searching when I, when I started the blog, it, which of course was just a food blog at first and people started asking me more detailed questions. Um, I saw an opportunity to help coach folks, but I didn't feel comfortable doing it without a little more education. Right. You know, and so that's when I decided I it was it was time now to go back to school and then I just started searching nutrition and I was eager to get the practice up and running as soon as possible cuz by that point 
I decided I wanted to run my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I knew that that kind of narrowed down the scope a little bit. I didn't want to go work for another company or consult on public nutrition, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, do uh, What sort of program did you complete and the certification that you hold? So I went through Bowman College. And they have a campus there. I think their main campus is in Berkeley, California. And I chose Bowman mostly because I really liked the curriculum. It placed a really heavy emphasis on biochemistry, mm-hmm. which is something that I really appreciated and wanted a refresher on. And a lot of it was a refresher. If you ha- if you graduated with a Bachelor of Science in chemistry, I would assume that you took some of these ty- types of classes. Yes. Um, so it would be sort of a review, but it's but it's presented within the context of the body um, and always coming back to nutrition and optimal living, mm-hmm. which I found really interesting. And I really appreciated there at this point, and there might be at this point, Back then, there was not a program set up on a true, you know, sort of grain-free, uh, biased, or paleotype template. Mm-hmm. You know, that really wasn't out there. Um, and what Bowman presented that I really liked was this open-ended curriculum. You know, they had all kinds of homework assignments and, and they, of course, they have their own sort of agenda that they present on what they considered to be the foundations of health. Um, but you could adapt it to your own personal beliefs. Right. And by that point in time, I knew that I, I believed very strongly in the path I had chosen, the anti-inflammatory path of reducing, uh, trying to eliminate as many inflammatory foods. And I had identified grains and legumes and vegetable oil, for example, as inflammatory foods. And, you know, some of those, the vegetable oil still pops up in a lot of mainstream curriculums, for example, as a health, a healthier alternative. Um, And Bowman, instead of punishing a student for having that kind of bias, they allowed me to just kind of choose my own path in that regard. Okay. So I really, Um, I really appreciated that. That's awesome. Did it allow you, did you have to get a separate um, certification to practice? Um, Good question. So it depends on the state. You and I are in the same state. And my practice has evolved since I first started. But back when I did start, Bowman's covered me. And so when you graduate, you graduate. I can't remember the exact name of the certification. I had it up earlier. They send you your diploma and you're done. You're registered at that point in time. Um, You do have the option. You're eligible once you do graduate from Bowman's Nutrition Consultant Program. Um, you have the option to then become board certified in nutrition consultants and it's, they, they offer you the link and there's, you know, stuff you can study and you can take that test. And sometimes that's nice depending on the type of practice you want to build. And then you would keep that active, but that's, that's essentially the way you would go. And I, there's continued education, of course, involved in that path as well. Right. Um, I'm guessing you pursued this online, um, Yes. Yes. Good question. So their nutrition consultant program, they have an in-class option and it was, and I'm not just trying to push Bowman. There's other wonderful programs out there, but, um, they have their in-class program is, I wrote it down earlier. It was 15 months. 
Okay. And then online, you can stretch it out to 18 months, but I think I knocked it out in about a year. Oh, okay. That's so you can, you can go through it faster. The coursework really isn't he heavy, excuse me, if you don't have a whole lot of other obligations. Right. That's good. Um, would you have any other strong recommendations for programs? Yes. I'm a big fan also of the NTP or NTC certifications, and that is through the, let me pull it up because I don't want to misquote her, <laughs> Nutritional <laughs> Therapy Association. Okay, so the NTA program. Um, I would say that the NTA and NC are in Bowman. So the NTA program and Bowman's are probably two of the more prevalent certification programs within this vein of nutrition consulting practices that you'll find for one-on-one -on -one type businesses. At least in my experience, that's what I've come across. And within the NTA, the Nutrition Therapy Association, they have a couple different certifications. So NTC is a nutrition therapy consultant, and that is the lesser involved of the two programs. Okay. Okay. So an NTC, from what I gathered, is nine months long. Okay. <laughs> and it's, oh, puppy dogs. <laughs> it's, it's nine months old or nine months long, and its cost of the program is about $4,000. Okay. Okay. Now, their other one is called the NTP, Nutrition Therapy Practitioner. And. <laughs> <laughs> He's ready for his moment. No, he's fine. <laughs> I told Nina ahead of time that this we're all casual here. Um, Gus barks all the time. <laughs> so NTP is um, you have to go through an extra set of training. There's a, there's a couple more mandatory in person workshops, um, and I think that's five about five thousand dollars for that program. It's a little bit longer, I believe, and essentially what it allows you to do is they have a hands-on sort of uh, thing that they implement in with their training and their practice. So if you ever wanted to do some sort of a hands-on type um, service, awesome. that's that would be the way to go. So those are the two programs there, and Bowman for Perspective is about $7,000. So it's more expensive, a little bit longer. Um, and I can't speak as well to the NTAs, what's in the curriculum itself, because it's been so long since I researched it. I just know back then, the, the curriculum in Bowman was closer to what I wanted to learn. Awesome. Um, so once, I guess, you got your business running and your consulting people, what would it look like in a day coaching one-on-one -on -one, um, with any clients? And how did you build that clientele? Good question. <laughs> He agrees. <laughs> um, so what did it look like in a day? I would say that first building clientele, I'll talk about that. Because when you first start, if you don't have any sort of clients already kind of waiting in the wings, it can be pretty slow going. So I would recommend actually starting, if you want to do a, a, a personal business, right? Your own business consulting one-on-one. -on -one, Mm -hmm. I would recommend starting, if you haven't already, a blog ASAP. Okay. Um, and what that will do is in order to be, in today's day and age, if you really want to be trusted as somebody, if you want, if folks are going to want to hire you, right? Say, I, I need help and Nina's the one to help me and I know she can do it. In order to earn that kind of trust, you kind of have to be pre-vetted. 
right? right? And the one of the ways to do that, you can get you can be pre-vetted by let's say a physician, networking with physicians in your area, talking with them, telling them you're around, your philosophy on nutrition, how you really like you're not a you're not a um you're not giving medical advice, you're not treating and you're not diagnosing, but you can complement someone's, um, like a physician's practice by helping to coach on lifestyle habits, for example, and how to optimize lifestyle through food choices. You know, go and put yourself out there, talk to doctors, and then you can almost, you can start a business based on referrals. Or you can start a business based on just organic traffic. And if you start a blog, and you share your best ideas online and some of your philosophies and you give free advice away as much as possible, just like this podcast, you know, mm-hmm. trying to give away as much advice as possible and all, all in, the, in the hopes that I'm helping somebody out there. Um, but eventually over time, it builds a trust so that if you do have a service that that you know, has a price tag on it, someone would be more likely to trust you because they know you and they know your philosophy and they know your quality of work. Um, So I would say start a blog as soon as possible and set yourself up on publishing content at least once a week if you can Mm -hmm. and start building an email list. Um, You can go on to MailChimp is a really easy uh, user-friendly service and I believe that it's free for the first three to 5,000 people who sign up. So that should last a, you know, a, a good while. Um, so yeah, that's the way we'll go. Start building an email list, put your best ideas out there and then try to capture folks. A good way to capture emails would be to give away a free ebook. You know, like these are my top five uh, nutrition tips or whatever, whatever you're most passionate about in your business. Mm-hmm. Package that into some sort of a fun guide and then give those away as, as uh, incentives to sign up for the email list. And then once you do that, when you're ready to start accepting clients, you can email your list out and say, Hey guys, I have an opening for three new clients coming up in April. You know, send me a note if you want to reserve a spot. And that's really how you start to cultivate a community, you know, of people who trust you, they know your work, they're staying up to date. And the people, I will say the people who I worked with that were some of my favorite clients were the ones who had already read everything that I wrote. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not to say that working with somebody who's brand new isn't wonderful and fun, but um, there's a lot of value to that. So that's, I would say, how you would get clients to start. Now, what did my day look like back when I was doing one-on-ones? Um, I would build content for my blog about half of the day, to be honest. I would spend a good four to five hours making new content, writing it, um, doing other sort of administrative tasks. And then four to five hours I would spend on either coaching calls or I would spend on writing meal plans and spe- giving specific feedback to my clients. Um, and that was became in a bunch of different variety of forms. You know, I had standard meal plans that I could give folks or for, of course, I, it's more effort so I would have to charge more. Um, if people wanted more specific detailed ones or they mm-hmm. wanted original ones, then I would help write those. Um, and then I would spend time on the phone with them 30 minutes a week, every week, as long as we work together. Oh, that's really helpful. Um, Good. Building a blog and putting your ideas out there. I wouldn't have thought to go that route immediately. It would have been trying to get in contact with people. But yeah, I mean, tackling it on all fronts. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I would say starting, and for folks who are listening who've been on the fence about starting a blog, just do it. 
<laughs> and really just do it. Go ugly early, get it, get it out there, get it done. It applies to you. Even if you're listening to this and you're thinking, but my business is different. you <laughs> like, really, if you have any interest in ever selling any sort of a product or building a personal brand or owning your own business, start giving away some of your best ideas for free in the form of a blog. Content, we're in a day and age now where content is king. You're mm-hmm. not going to win people over by having the prettiest package. You're not going to win people over by having the best prices. You're going to win people over by having fantastic content on a consistent basis. And so I would just keep that in mind. It's going to feel like you're shouting into the abyss when you first start because you're going to be like four people read all of that work <laughs> put into it. I felt that way for a long time. Um, but know that eventually it really adds up and having a library where folks can scroll through and read more of your stuff really helps a lot. Awesome. Um, what would you say were some of the hardest challenges and then the greatest rewards you faced as a consultant? Um, I would say some of the hardest challenges, let's see, you know, the hardest, some of the more difficult challenges, and this is even true today in running a program, um, and working with other coaches that are working within my business. One of the hardest challenges are working with clients who are unrealistic with themselves, you know, um, or, or just not honest with themselves. So I would say, for, for example, if somebody is working their way, they're working really hard through a program, um, let's say they're following the food scope to the letter, uh, but they're not sleeping or drinking enough water, um, they're not going to see as wonderful of results, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, by, and, and they're not going to see it very quickly. And a lot of the times people, those kinds of things like sleeping at night and drinking enough water are easy to put on the back burner because they're not, they don't feel as actionable as having kale for lunch. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as necessarily as fun. Um, but if, as everybody here knows probably really well, my, my personal take on it is those two are more important than food. Um, and so one of my challenges is trying to convince people of um, the importance of sleeping enough and drinking enough water um, without being pushy, right? Right, Because at the end of the day, it's everybody's journey. And at the end of the day, I'm here, I'm really here to listen and I'm here to support you. I'm not here to correct you and tell you when you're doing things wrong. Um, but it's, but you always do probably see opportunities for improvement in your clients. So my started off answering this question the, a different way, but I would say that was, that would be my biggest challenge is, um, listening to somebody's struggles, offering insight, but trying not to be pushy because at the end of the day, I don't want to stress people out. I think I also see part of my job is trying to eliminate stress. Um, and by telling somebody that they're doing it wrong only adds to that stress bubble. So just right. trying to support and encourage folks through those and then hopefully gear them towards they, towards a place where they can make those realizations themselves, right? I can offer lots of documentation. They can read all the documents. They can read the book. You know, they can go through all the videos and everything and understand um, and see all the ways that I've talked about how sleep is important. But at the end of the day, they have to decide that for themselves. So that was always challenging. And then one of the, my biggest rewards, I mean, <laughs> it's just those success stories, girl, Absolutely. And, and as soon as you get one, 
you're just going to, it just sends you through the moon. It is the best feeling in the world. And every time, even, and even if you eat, when, when you start your blog (laughs) and you start getting emails from people and even if they tell you that, um, the blog post you wrote about, gosh, I don't know, something you really feel passionate about, um, I, what fluoride in your water really means or whatever it is, you know, you write something and they send you an email just telling you how much your blog post helped them. You know, those kinds of, even success stories on somewhat of a smaller scale, if you just help somebody realize something differently, or if you help them lose 50 pounds and go off some major medications as a result, mm-hmm. like those are, those are some of the really, the coolest experiences um, that you could really hope for. That's awesome. Um, and then I have one last question. Um, it's what is the best piece of advice you can give someone like myself going into this? Ooh, best piece of advice. Let's see. Or few pieces of advice. <laughs> yeah. You know, as far as the schooling goes, one piece of advice that comes to mind there is turn if you whatever homework you have during your nutrition training classes, whichever decide which whichever route you decide to go. Um, I would write all of your homework. Uh, for Bowman, for example, they have you write handouts, right? So if you want to write a handout, choose a mineral or choose a vitamin. And if you choose vitamin C and you write a handout on it, I would treat it as if your bill, you're using it to give to a real client. They tell you that when you're taking the classes, that that's a good idea. But I would say that really helped my business from the start. Mm-hmm. Because when I ended it, I had meal plans that were ready to go. And I had about 25 handouts that were ready to go. And I, and I probably went way above and beyond than what was required for the schooling program itself. Um, but I, ha- I mean, I had a package. I had a business ready to start and ready to send stuff out to people. So I would say treat your homework in nutrition school, whichever one you decide to go through, as if you're using it for a real deal client deliverable. Um, and then I would say for building your practice, start off slow. There's no reason to jump into anything too fast. Um, take on maybe one to two clients at a time until you really feel like you've got the hang of things. Because at first, I gave my beginning clients way more time because I, I was learning the ropes, right? Mm-hmm. So I would start off slow. Don't be afraid to um, honor yourself with competitive pricing. So, you know, it's, it's so difficult. I was talking to somebody about this earlier today. She was talking about writing an ebook and I was like, don't undercut yourself. Don't put it out there for a dollar 50 just because you feel like, you know, who am I to charge more than a dollar 50 for an ebook? You know, um, at the end of the day, if you really want this to be your livelihood, start thinking seriously about, uh, pricing, go look and see what other people are, are charging for hourly rates and don't be afraid to, to really honor yourself based on what you want to be making in the future. And you can do that, of course, if you have built trust with folks through and through the through a blog, I think is a really great way to go. But um, like I said, through strategic relationships with other physicians is another good way. So those are some of them. Um, and then don't be afraid to just, I, and then that last piece of advice is start the blog. Seriously, Nina, start it now. <laughs> Even if you change the name, and even if you change your URL and you change your whole concept, you change whatever it is, 
don't feel like you have to have it all figured out right now, but start writing and start hashing out some of your ideas. Um, and you can even, and I bet while you're, while you're going through school, you're going to have, you know, blog post topics are just going to come to you and you're going to want to share some stuff. So use that as a, as an outlet and you'll be able to hit the ground running when you graduate. Perfect. Thank you so much for all of this information. I'm sure other people will benefit from all of this. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope it was helpful. Absolutely. Good. Do you feel like you're going to go crush it now? I do. I feel so much more motivated. (laughs) Do you? Good. (laughs) I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for San Marcos. They're going to have such a bright, shiny nutrition consultant or nutrition therapy practitioner. I know. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, keep me posted. I want to know what, 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 how things shake out from here. I definitely will. Thank you, Cassie. Awesome. Thank you, Nina. And thanks to everybody else who listened today. Remember, you can find the full transcript for today's show on fedandfit.com. You can always find us on iTunes, Stitcher. And if you like the show, please leave us a review on, on I almost said on Amazon, <laughs> <laughs> on iTunes. It's been a long day. Leave us a review on iTunes. That really helps other folks find the show. Thanks so much. We'll be back again next week.